0: On every episode, we try and find out just what the hell was wrong with them and how they worked through their darkness to create something that lives on after them and continues to move culture.
1: Find us online at artofdarkpod.com and on Twitter at artofdarkpod. All right, we've got some sponsors for the pod now. Wait, what? Every link you need for the things we talk about here is at
0: artofdarkpod.com slash sponsors. First up, books. If you're into this podcast, Odds are you're probably a reader. We've got links to buy new books from bookshop.org and used books from alibris.com. And if you want to listen to your
1: books, we recommend and use audible.com.
0: It's great and the catalog is huge. All
1: right. So if you're listening to this, you are online.
0: Maybe you're very
1: online. You probably have a website or thinking of starting one. Maybe you want a website like artofdarkpod.com. We built that with WordPress, which is by far the most popular way to create websites and the single best host for serious WordPress, is WP Engine. I've personally used them for over a decade now, and I don't host my websites anywhere else. Go to artofdarkpod.com slash sponsors and
0: click on the WP Engine link to learn more. Finally, the best way to support the show is at patreon.com slash artofdarkpod. Get the bonus After Dark content for every episode, access to the book club, and more.
1: Thanks for supporting Art of Darkness. And I, I don't think that was too painful. I think no, we did a pretty good right. job there. Yeah, Yeah. That, that sounded good. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate it.
0: And welcome back to another episode of Art of the Darkness. Uh, the dark room. Kevin's giving me the salute. That means it's time to go. <laughs> uh, giving everybody the salute. Giving everybody the salute. Art of darkness. The dark room. Yeah, ready to yeah. rock. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a fun one. So, um, we are uh, a while back. People will probably remember we talked about the Chelsea Hotel. We had our friend, the great Michael Backinson, uh, uh, actor extraordinaire, musician, came on and talked to us about. Uh, and, and Kevin, obviously, as well, talked about many of the characters that have have lived in the Chelsea Hotel, uh, the history of the hotel. But of course, for people who listen to that episode, you know, we only kind of skipped across the surface for as thorough as we went into the stories of Dylan Thomas and a variety of and, and Patty Smith and a variety of others. There's so many, uh, so many Art of Darkness type characters have passed through that scene that you know we could do an episode on this every month probably and and go ahead Kevin
1: it's the only example of an episode we've done about a place a piece of architecture yeah, to date yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. 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 So and it, made, and it made sense too. We we're like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, this is there's something going on here. So so pretty, pretty excited to like revisit the Chelsea Hotel. Of course, we had another dark room with uh Gerald Decock, who is a uh I'm not even sure what you would call him, a that.
1: denizen.
0: A, a denizen, denizen of the Chelsea mm-hmm. Hotel. Very fascinating yeah. guy, designer, hairstylist, artist, uh raconteur, um, just a really cool guy. Um who who actually broadcast to us from the Chelsea Hotel, which was cool and lives inside of an art piece. Basically, it was a very, very, very cool experience. So we are uh, we're doing another dark room and the novelist Scott Ladotti has joined us to talk about the Chelsea Hotel, people who come through there, and of course, the the variety of things that he's doing. So, uh, Scott, welcome. Thank you for sharing your time with us.
2: Cool. Thank you for having me. This is uh, yeah. one of my favorite topics. So
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Yeah, I know we were kind of chatting back seeing a uh, back channel and and I threw, you know, here's all the stuff we can talk about and you're like Chelsea Hotel. And I was like, okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um yeah, it's 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 a fascinating place. Um I want to give you a chance to to, you know, you've got a lot of stuff out there. Uh you've got your novel Play the Devil is out right now can you tell us a little bit about play the devil oh yeah i see this guy he knows He knows, he knows how to promote himself it's great yeah <laughs> it's spirits man nice tell um, us about that book
2: cool yeah it's about uh basically a guy kind of like flunks out of college goes back to his hometown gets thrown out of his parents house his best friend uh runs a pool company who takes him under his wing so you got like one stoner slacker and one like uh mini rocky balboa like uh combating the backyards of new jersey uh basically okay. over the course of like one day like um but there's like a lot of stuff about class and it's not just like a stoner comedy it is funny but it's like i was reading the jungle on repeat kind of when i was writing this so i was oh, like, really? right on yeah. so mm. i was like uh some of these guys are rich we're poor you know we gotta fucking take it back yeah. uh so there's a lot of that kind of energy in it too um so oh, yeah man. it's called play Sounds- the devil it's like 200 pages
0: Sounds good, man. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have we'll have links to all that for cool. sure. Uh, yeah, excellent. And you've got you got writing in other places too, in in Hobart, the Adirondack, elsewhere, right? Do you have anything? Uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you have anything kind of coming out soon or that's come out recently?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I submit constantly. Um, you know, I'm like halfway through another novel. I'm talking okay. to some publishers about that. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, I just you know when I get a poem, I like submit it or a short story or whatever um yeah so the, yeah. it's been going well the publishing stuff has been going well
0: excellent man that's great yeah. that's great to hear that's great to hear yeah there is like something like a weird uh it, there is a vitality in the writing world that's going on right now you know I don't know if mm. a bunch of m- many people are making a bunch of money but there's like an energy going on right now that I could feel uh, maybe it's because I've sort of plugged myself back into the into the world after a, a while. But um cool, man. That's very exciting. So um we'll we'll have links to all your stuff and 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 please do check out Scott. Um let's start maybe. Well, here's one thing we're gonna talk about in the dark room, uh for Patreon. Uh, you Patreon. mean in the, in the After Dark? In the Patreon, After Dark. Yes, yeah.
1: this is yeah. the Dark Room. Every Sorry. episode gets an After Dark. That's all right, Brad. Yeah. Always be branding. <laughs> always be branding. Uh, the After Dark is the bonus mini episode we do for every single episode of Art of Darkness. <laughs> we always save a little juicy tidbit. So after we record the main Dark Room episode here, we will come back for another 20 or 30 minutes for Patreon. We need your support. It. Yeah. I am no longer asking. Yeah. I am insisting, <laughs> I am begging, uh, but I'm not begging, but not really, begging, but really we don't beg. for real, When whenever yeah. we get a new patron, it, it lights up our day. It's Christmas every day. Uh, when we get a new uh, patron, yeah. so go to patreon.com slash art of dark pod.
0: Yeah. And that gets you in, that gets you into the book club as well. The telegram uh, tme dot slash art of dark pod. You don't have to be a paid subscriber to be there, but that's part of the, we Kevin and I accidentally have built a little community here and, and mm. it's little, it's smart. It's fun. We have a good mm. time. Um the the we did a book club reading last uh, meeting last night for Borges. It was awesome. I think the, it was a, a, a tight little gathering, but I think we had a great time. And you can listen to those those meetings uh, retroactively uh, if on you're a Patreon you remember, on patreon.com <laughs> What are we talking about on The After Dark? Our big thing we're gonna talk about on the After Dark today is the artist Eve Klein, famous for Uh, he would say, basically inventing a shade of blue. Blue. Uh, Yeah, the Klein blue. Uh, Purportedly, you are you are incapable of seeing it on a computer screen, which I think is interesting. And we're going to talk about him, his life cut tragically short and uh, a little thing he wrote called the Chelsea Manifesto while staying in the Chelsea Mm. Hotel. So that should be interesting. We love a good
1: manifesto. And of course, this is where Miles Davis came up with Klein of Blue. Quiet of Blue, right? Uh, (laughs) That's the famous Miles Davis album. Yeah. No, but that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, Looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. That's, it should be cool. It's, it's his life is a, it's worthy of an entire episode. We're going to try and get it. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to do this podcast as long as we're standing. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, Mm. Maybe to where we start, Kevin, can you give us just maybe if somebody didn't listen to the Chelsea Hotel episode, what is the Chelsea Hotel? Can you give me a... Oh, it's been so long since I
1: covered it. I mean, the Chelsea Hotel is a property in New York City. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. located at 222 West 23rd Street between 7th and 8th Avenues in the neighborhood of Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a 250-unit hotel. It's one of the who think it was like one of the earliest high
0: rises or like sort of it like was, taller? It was twelve. Yeah, mm. when it was built, it was the tallest city in New York or tallest building. Yeah, built yeah, between. I've got
1: the wiki since you put me on the spot, but it was built between eighty three <laughs> and eighty five. Opened in eighty four. It's a twelve story red brick building, and it's now the Hotel Chelsea. It was uh, one of the city's first private apartment cooperatives, and it, and it was a. Uh, kind of scandalous and controversial at the time because people thought that it would lead to social decay. And it's sort of like a socialist concept, right? Oh, it's cooperative housing. Yeah, right. And we've got all this. Right. And, and of course, none of that happened. Uh, no. And everything is <laughs> everything is rosy now, but it, it's a fantastic story. And so many figures, just an absolute uh, parade of figures that people would recognize have, have been through there all the way from the beginning through to uh this particularly i think it had its heyday like in the 60s and the 70s yeah uh but it still exists they haven't torn it down and the ghosts, uh, are, the ghosts mm. are still there mm-hmm. for sure right yeah
0: yeah 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 cool okay yeah i wanted to get that for people who maybe weren't quite as familiar uh and scott one of the reasons i think you wanted to talk about this and we thought this would be a good idea is you've spent a little time there can you tell us about that
2: uh yeah. I actually have a little piece of history too. I don't know if you covered okay, great. It in the last one. But um yeah. so that part of Chelsea was the uh like the Madison Avenue or like the fifth the fifth avenue of the day. So it was built for women who were tired from shopping all day. That was supposed to be like it was the Gilded Age, so that's where you mm. went and you could like relax after shopping all day. Right. Um right. And the tit- I used to work at the Standard Hotel in the Meatpacking District which is like just around the corner. The Titanic was supposed to dock where the Standard is now. And oh. the survivors that were brought in got in through Chelsea Piers and were put into the Chelsea Hotel for uh, oh. a couple weeks yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty wild. Well yeah interesting right. yeah. so you got yeah. a
1: bunch of uh ladies women be shopping am I right yeah. women Word. be shopping <laughs> and uh <laughs> I kid uh and then you got them they're all tired and then you've yeah. got people who just survived this this horrific tragedy that creates a little bit of a picture yeah, I, I assume mm, yeah go ahead
2: and right before, during World War one or like right as we were entering the war that was I guess the hotel had fallen into disrepair even by that point it was used uh, as like mm-hmm. a, kind of like an army barracks or whatever before shipping soldiers out. Wow. So right. the history of this place is insane. Yeah. Fascinating. It's crazy. I,
1: yeah. It failed as an apartment complex like multiple times. It just wasn't working out. Uh, and, and then it uh, sort of morphed into this artist-friendly place, which is kind of where normal history, like normal people kind of oh, vaguely maybe, you know, okay, Chelsea Hotel, that's the crazy arts hotel. But it yeah. it wasn't opened that way. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So cool. when I
2: first moved to New York, it was like, um, I want to say like 2009 or 2010. So and one of the first things I wanted to do was like, I, I was like, we have to stay a night at the Chelsea, because even by that point, it had been like, is it even open anymore? Are they going to they thought they were going to demolish it for a long time? Um, so at that point you can get a room like off hotels tonight.com or whatever for yeah. pretty cheap. Like, uh, cause it was, be- it wasn't even open sometimes. And, uh, <laughs> so for my birthday of that year, we went, um, and like, it was under scaffolding. They had that, I think it's gone now, but the red awning that stretched out to the sidewalk, but like, that mm-hmm. was dilapidated. You could oh. walk in. A lot of the lights were off. Like, uh, so we got a room which looked like just a standard like Holiday Inn room, right? It was just like two beds, no art on the wall, nothing. And uh, I tried to go up on a roof. I couldn't get up on the roof. Mm. Half the hallways had no lights on. It was terrifying. Um, we, My girlfriend was like, we're going to get bed bugs. We're definitely going to get bed bugs. <laughs> it was disgusting. Oh uh, God. And but there's still, I think, like 50 people living there. From the mm-hmm. old days including our were...
1: friend friend of the pod gerald the cock yeah but i think a definitely. lot
2: of them aren't artists like that i think a lot of them are like leftovers from like uh the right control days or whatever Yep.
0: yeah yeah, yeah just like if burrowed
2: you
1: wrote in like text, yeah. never leaving yeah. you're never getting rid of me yeah good, like, good
0: for them good yeah. for yeah. them it's Hell like yeah. there was yeah. a time when i used to go to music festivals and the day you are leaving You know, there'd be a caravan of people leaving. And then sometimes there'd be just like a dude sitting by a tent. You're like, that guy, I'm not sure when that guy's leaving. He's staying. (laughs) (laughs) He was there there before the festival. Right.
2: right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's It's just Gary Fest. Gary Fest in
1: his (laughs)
0: mind all the time. That sounds super creepy, though. It was creepy.
2: It wasn't like anything like... uh, and of course, we didn't have Instagram or anything yet, so I have no photographic evidence of this, but it wasn't like, uh, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, oh, it's actually just terrifying
0: right I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that reminds i think michael uh when, when backinson was on i think he told us that it was under like renovation for like 11 years straight when new management m- new management uh, yep. and you know i'm sure that wasn't new like york hustling every day <laughs> you know that was like scaffoldings mm-hmm. up for a month and then somebody puts up a piece of drywall and, right. and then that yeah. subcontractor
1: goes bankrupt right and <laughs> people don't know where the work order is <laughs> right. and yeah, right gotta pay somebody off and and then we yeah. keep going yeah mm-hmm. yeah Wow. fun yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah there, so was it- another time or oh. like five years ago probably uh somebody was in town i was like let's see like if we can get into the chelsea like what's happening cool. and same thing falling apart and uh they like the front desk was like it was an old guy it was really weird and uh he was like you can't come in like we're, we're closed. you can't even rent a room like uh <laughs> so i was like oh this place is definitely getting demolished but Yeah. Now it's been saved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it it seems like that's a property that would be, there's got it. There's still some, there's still some value in the name and the history, right? If somebody with a lot of money wanted to come along, I'm sure they can do, do something with, I mean, I think when we talked to Gerald, they were, you can rent a room right now. You can rent
1: a room right now. Okay. It's, it it is
0: not, uh,
1: affordably priced. Let's say that. It's back. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sean McPherson bought it. I don't know if you're, familiar with this Mm -mm. name Mm -mm. so do you know who andre bellage was
0: oh that name rings Was it bellagio hotels or
2: no uh but he saved the chateau marmont back in the early 90s maybe him and sean mcpherson bought the chateau together and revitalized it because that was kind of completely in disrepair at that point too Mm -hmm. um Mm. so then they then they split off and then andre did the standard hotels which was like move into a crappy neighborhood put a cool hotel bring the celebrities in and then sean mcpherson bought the uh uh, the chelsea in uh 2016 maybe and he's the one who's like completely revitalized it now it's like 800 a night influencers uh right right it's over yeah yeah
0: yeah so there's a certain thing that happens when um uh the the money that comes in that's necessary to sort of save a place what is it? Bukowski says something about when you clean up a city, you ruin it. Uh, there is something about that, yeah, right? right? It's like if the rooms are $800 a night, is it still the Chelsea or is it just a place that kind of looks like the Chelsea? Uh, it reminds me of that meme where the guy leans out the
1: window and it's like how I keep rent slow in my neighborhood. And he just shoots his <laughs> nine millimeter up in the air, <laughs> like <laughs> just, just unloads a clip, a <laughs> mag right. in the air. <laughs> Adds a little flavor yeah yeah
0: for sure (laughs) what uh scott like what in your opinion if you had to try to explain why so many creative types passed through those doors how how do you how would you explain that like does it make sense to you that all these because you go on wikipedia and it's not even. It's still even on Wikipedia. I'll, I'll read it right surface. now. I'll read it yeah. right now.
1: This is just. Uh, and we'll hold yeah. that question. But yeah, Chet Baker, Grateful Dead, Nico, Tom Waits, Patti Smith, Jim Morrison, E. Pop, Virgil Thompson, Jeff Beck, Bob Dylan, Chick Corea, Alexander Fry, Didi Ramon, Alice Cooper, Edith Piaf, Johnny Thunders, Mick Deville, Alejandro Escovedo. Uh, Marion Faithful, Cher, John Cale, Joni Mitchell, Robbie Robertson, Bette Midler, Pink Floyd, Jimi Hendrix, Canned Heat, J D. Stooks, Jacques yeah. Leboucher, Le Sid Vicious, uh, Richard Barone, Lance Loud, and Rufus uh, Wainwright, Madonna. Yeah. Leonard yeah. Cohen. I mean, this is just one para, you know, that's, and that's, yeah, and that's on and just
0: on. the that's just the musicians, too.
1: Right. I'm just. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's yeah. just. Yeah. And actress and film directors, Kubrick, Shirley Clark, Mitch Hedberg, Dave Hill, Milo Schworman, Dennis Hopper, etc., etc. Mitch Hedberg's buried right over here. OK, yeah. yeah go on.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, do you. Ha- How do we explain that? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we tried, but it's still it still is a jive with me. It was like, Why is it there and not? next door or, or, or somewhere else in the neighborhood
2: yeah I, I mean the only thing i can say is that it was affordable and like it uh in a way that i don't know i w- listen to this thing. a dd ramone said he's like you can't be in a band today like when twisted sister started gas was 10 cents a gallon a hotel room was ten dollars a night uh you know whatever so mm-hmm. And also, like, even from being from Staten Island and, and Central Jersey, it's like you, if you have anything going on in your head, you have to move to New York, right? You ha- Like, where else are you going to go? Right. Now you can't afford to do that. But right. a lot of these people you mentioned are from right around here to begin with, you know? And uh, so you have to go to New York, right, mm-hmm. to do anything and be around the other creative people. So then, then why the Chelsea and not some other you know flea bag place right and uh i don't know man these places pop up it's interesting like uh you, know, you have like even in omaha nebraska silver lake in la like these places for a short period of time kind of are these incubators um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i just think it's sad that like you can't you can't really can't make any money off art but even yeah. if you couldn't make any money off art like back then you could work at a pizza place and afford to live at the chelsea Right. Where can you do that now except your parents' house?
0: Right. You know? yeah. yeah, that's the thing. We talk a lot. Of, uh, there's a lot of talk about how, like, there's not as much institutional support for artists and you can't make as much money off the art itself as you used to be able to in a lot of ways. And that's all true. But what gets left out of that conversation, I think, is that it's just more expensive. Like, the baseline that you need to get by is so much more, you know, you. <laughs> it's like, and and, and yeah, and, and so, you yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It, it's hard to live. There used, it feels like there used to be a way you could live without falling out the bottom. You could live kind of at the bottom, but not fall out and and, and scrape by there for a while. And now it's like there's sort of, there is no bottom. You just fall. Out I bottom.
1: I have some good news. Hmm. This will not continue the way it is now for very much longer. The, yeah. This the squeeze is squoze. And we are we are arriving at an inflection point. But that's for a a different podcast. That's for the podcast down by the docks later.
2: (laughs) Dude, I thought that during Occupy Wall Street, though, Mm -hmm. I was like, it's gone as far as it can go. They took two trillion dollars out of the middle class and handed it to the rich. Right. This is it. This is the breaking point and nothing happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Were you, so this is, this is a good question. Cause I'm interested in occupy as a historical phenomenon and sort of what happened. after. Were you, you in New York when that was going on?
2: Oh yeah. I spent okay. three days in the tombs because of occupy oh. wall street. Oh, uh, really? Oh yeah. 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 I was there for like most of the, most of it. Yeah. Wow.
0: It, the,
1: the tombs are, that's where they had Epstein. Is that where they had him or was he somewhere um, else?
2: It's like the tombs. It's like it's okay. one police plaza down downtown but yeah uh, that's I not where epstein killed himself okay went, okay i okay. didn't gotcha. kill himself well right yeah <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, where the camera went out where the right camera went right, out. right 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 <laughs> yeah
1: uh yeah the ultimate jump cut it's yeah. if you uh wait so you spent three days in the tombs
2: yeah during they're allowed October. to wow. hold you they're allowed to hold you without charge for 72 hours so they held us for like 71 and a half hours and then throw us out. But uh, hey, hey, three hots and a cot. I know mean, yeah. I was, I was gonna
1: make, a, I was gonna make a joke about how like the the current day uh, Chelsea Hotel is like it's just a jail. It's it's just that's a jail. where it is. <laughs> but that's wild. What was I mean? What we? This is a bit of a, a, a sort of a sidetrack or a footnote. But what was that like? That's heavy. Yeah.
2: Well, so I was in a, not the Brooklyn Bridge mass arrest. Mass mm. arrest. There was like another. Maybe two months later, we shut down Times Square, and there was, like, a ton of people. And the police rode in on horses and just started running everybody over it, beating everybody with bats. And basically, they just separated the side of the street, and my side just got, like, a cannoned net shot over us. And then they maced everybody, bashed us all with bats, and then zip-tied us, and uh, launched us into the paddy wagon, and then brought us downtown. And... Uh, and it was really scary because, like, there was also people just walking their dog on the street oh that got God. caught in the net. Uh, a guy brought his kids. This guy had, like, two five-year-olds. He's like, I wanted to show them what democracy looks like because they need to know how, like, America's the best country ever. Then he's in jail next to me with a bash across his head from one of the cop bats. He didn't know where his kids were. Oh, my and, God. Uh, yeah. Wow. So it was pretty scary.
0: Oh. Yeah. It sounds like it. Holy crap. I guess they did get, I mean, they learned something that oh, yeah. that's, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah I re- I remember, I mean, I wasn't in the New York area then. I mean, I was in, I was in Austin then. And you know, we had like some little, there was like some little thing going on in Austin, but I do remember there being a feeling of like, uh, yeah, maybe this is going to be something, you know, like seems like a lot of people are mad and it wasn't polarized the way that literally everything is now right? As, right as at least not as much it didn't feel like everything now is like you know one person yelling well, they dropped uh, the the id pole hammer on everybody so they got yeah. everybody at each other's throats again yeah they that, know does, that does seem yeah. to be a big big yeah. factor for sure yeah so this i mean this is kind of interesting this is kind of interesting about new york i mean we can talk about it a little bit now i mean we're we're we're, we're sort of leaning that way what is New York? So Kevin, I know Kevin, you left New York like as COVID kind of hit, right? I I work?
1: had a a wunderbar year that year. Yeah. I left New York City on May 1st uh out of Newark uh fleeing uh New York City. We were already planning to leave uh prior. Uh, we we kind of thought we might miss the big crackdown, the big COVID lockdowns. We did not. Mm. And then I flew straight into Minneapolis in 2020. <laughs> right, which is and so the then George, th- George Floyd that, right um, and then yeah. th- th- those those events happened. So that was a hell of a year. Not about not about me. It's right. like not about none of it's about me, but I did we did live through it. So it was a pretty heavy year. Yeah. And I love New York City. I re- I truly do. It's right. uh, it's an amazing city. The energy in New York City is unlike any other any other place um, I've lived and I've lived yeah. in a few places
0: yeah and i i remember as an outsider i mean i've spent a lot a fair amount of time in new york but but i'm definitely an outsider after the kind of covid lockdown stuff there was sort of a lot of talk about a lot of people leaving the city uh you know there was a lot of new york city is dead kind of talk which i'm sure happens probably once a generation or so and what is the what's like the vibe there now
2: uh well that was definitely a fox news uh propaganda campaign New York is so back, like, uh, you, Woo! Couldn't afford, you couldn't afford it. No, it's too back. Like you can't, uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I live in a really crappy building in Williamsburg and, um, our rent is $2,200 a month, which was expensive six years ago when I moved here. And now we're not leaving because all the people in my building are paying almost three grand a month. Um, and there was like an open house the other day here, 600 people showed up to look at it, uh. I think we're the number one like uh with like rent raise now. Mm-hmm. Um it's like the city most people are coming to. It, it, I don't yeah. want to get
1: too personal. Is that is that twenty two for a one bed? Is that, that yeah, tracks. but the smallest yeah.
2: smallest one sure. bed you've ever seen in your life. I, yeah.
1: I, I get it. I lived in a, <laughs> well, you know, in a yeah. studio, yeah. yeah, up in the heights. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's hot again. It's popping. It's hot,
2: but mm. there is like uh mentally ill people everywhere everywhere like uh which i don't know Mm. how this is happening or like where it came from but um it's pretty scary like i don't like my girlfriend i don't let her walk the dog around here when it gets dark i walk it because i don't i used to know everybody around here and now there's shelters all over the place and like uh i don't know just like scary they housed a bunch of the migrant bus people here which is cool kids whatever but uh the mentally ill people are really terrifying you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and there does
0: seem to be generally a policy of just sort of like yeah we don't really do much with them sort of just an absolute unbelievable example of how we're
1: kind of a failed state like it's just disastrous and human suffering uh and no no real master plan to do anything about it it's really tragic and of course covid broke a lot of brains wherever you're you're at, you know, politically on that. That was that was a I think extremely difficult, particularly for Americans to live through, because it just cuts against our understanding of ourselves and and the country. Um and people, as we were saying earlier, not just artists, people, the lows are lower in America. The highs are higher. We love that. The lows are a lot lower you got people who can't afford a $500 bill and, uh, you know, and then here we are. Yeah. That's that. I'm sorry to hear that. Scott.
0: Damn. Yeah.
2: yeah I, 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 would like to move honestly, like not just, not because of the crime or whatever, but just because it's like every corner is there's construction, uh, high rise is going up. Everything Ooh. that was one story in Williamsburg has been ripped down. Uh, oh man. Yeah. It's cr- every corner, man. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Scaffolding everywhere. Yeah.
0: yeah it's, well, somebody's it's, making yeah. money. Yeah,
1: somebody's money. making money. It might be those. <laughs> it might be the guys who uh, threw you in the tombs for yeah. for three days. Yeah,
2: might yeah, might
1: have come out on top
2: there.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think they call that global capital.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. another real funny story about being in jail was like, uh, so we were all college students, so nobody had ever been in prison before or or jail, not prison, but uh, so they put us all in the bullpen, and the cops were like, "You all want to be." punk rock communist anarchist he's like well now you're gonna learn a lesson and they brought this like eight foot tall psycho in and just threw him in the bullpen with us and they're like have fun so this guy's swinging around the bar screwed out aliens and we're all huddled up in one corner like trying to hide oh he's my blowing God. snot rockets at us and uh the cops are like, how much you like your, your, uh, you know, your free college tuition now, you hippie losers. Right. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. God. Dude, like, like, relitigating the Vietnam War. Right, Everybody right. Just trapped in cultural yeah. amber.
0: We're yeah. uh, not loop, communists. We just would right. wish that, you know, like, even if you are, but like, you don't even have to be to be a little suspect yeah, about the banking yeah. system. Right. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> not to a cop.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Mm.
2: Oh
1: Bringing God. it back to to Chelsea Hotel and this idea of places that shine for lack of a better word very different hotel from the overlook uh in in the shining but there in my life in my ex- experience there are times and places that seem to have this energetic resonance uh and it seems to me Chelsea Hotel obviously you know was one of those um and, I, and I'm certain it had to do with I can't remember off the cuff. If you go back and listen to the core episode about the Chelsea Hotel, it's all in there. But there was the fellow who kind of cultivated it as an artistic scene, the kind of landlord. But there's a term, I think it comes out of Arabic. Uh, have uh, Scott, have you ever heard of this this word, baraka? Baraka, Brad, have you heard of this? I think that I think sounds it sounds comes... vaguely familiar, but I don't know what it means. Gurdjieff sort of maybe mentioned it, a friend of the show, George Ivanovich Gurdjieff. Uh, But Baraka is this idea of there's like a, it's it's quasi-animistic, and it's this idea that uh, there's a spiritual power possessed by certain people, objects, tombs, etc. There's something inside a place that gathers this spirit up. And I feel mm-hmm. like Chelsea Hotel is one of those things. i if you if you know anything about ley lines, feel free to come into the telegram and right. take over the telegram <laughs> at right. t.me/slash art of dark pod and tell us all about ley lines for a day. But it's that kind of idea. Yeah. You know these intersections of place and then time, and you can't quite explain why. And yet there it is. And when you're in one of these moments, and I've been in one of these places, these moments, you it's like you go into uh Like the the Black Lodge in Twin Peaks, it's not always negative, but it's like you go into this other space, and then when it's and and you you can't recognize it when you're in it, particularly if you're young. Mm -hmm. You just but then you look back and you go, what What? damn that was special. Something's going on there, yeah, Yeah. magic. Yeah, that's the best explanation I have. Yeah, you feel no, any of that Scott when you visited or was it more just like oh what did i do
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, i re- so th- actually the first time cuz when I, I grew up like i just listened to punk rock like bruce springsteen and all that stuff was like our parents music and if you like punk rock that was really lame i like mm-hmm. all that now but mm-hmm. so my first introduction to the chelsea was the libertines uh they were like uh if you forget who they were they were like a british strokes kind of that they, didn- they couldn't keep it together that long mm-hmm. but I remember being on a message board and the singer of the libertines was in the chelsea with the demos or whatever from their record and didn't know how to put the demos on the internet so he was like if anybody is a fan in new york like please come to my room it's room blah 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 help me put this on there and i was like oh cool that guy's so cool like what is the the hotel chelsea and then from there i was like whoa i have to go to the hotel chelsea you know yeah, but unfortunately, I I missed that the turn. I think in New York was like 2000, like right after 9 11, probably.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so you you didn't go and be tech support for the <laughs> for the
2: Liberty <laughs> UK punk band. That's somebody like did though. So, yeah, Sony somebody must did. Have. Yeah, that's cool. pretty that's, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. Um, so no, I didn't feel any of that there. Was, when I moved here, there was a cool kind of energy happening in Brooklyn. It felt like. Um, but, and the hotel that I worked at around the corner, the standard also catered to rich, successful artists. But I remember like, like Ethan Hawke was staying there. Well, and right. Ethan Cause Hawk, he,
1: he made that movie.
2: Yeah. And yeah. he was involved with originally trying to save the Chelsea in like oh. 2007 or eight. Like, um, he was that guy that we were just talking about the landlord who was involved oh. with like. Deciding, oh, you're this kind of person. I'm going to put you in this room next to this person so you can create. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke was trying to help him get celebrity money or whatever to like save the integrity of the Chelsea, mm-hmm. which sean mcpherson just bought it for 250 million dollars i i don't know i guess he had a, he couldn't raise 250 million dollars which doesn't seem like that much in hollywood money no
0: no right? no not, yeah. really. not when there's sky rises going up on every corner right that doesn't yeah. seem like a ton of money yeah i
2: know brad pickett's like 50 million dollars a movie so yeah
0: he could have thrown it a little yeah, bit right a little bit. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, as somebody who is in the punk scene what does the like because nancy Spungen was murdered in the chelsea hotel does it and that was one thing that was sort of interesting to me is it's like the whole legacy of this place. It's not one scene. It's not just the musicians. It's like, you know, part of 2001, a space odyssey was written there. And uh, Delmore Schwartz of, you know, great modernist poet lost his mind there. And then Nancy Spungen is murdered or not murdered by Sid Vicious there. Did that does that did that mean anything to you guys? The, like, was there any legend about that?
2: Uh well no because where I'm from basically nobody moves to New York like uh there's kind of like the, like Jersey people move to Hoboken, mm. Staten Island people don't leave Staten Island like mm-hmm. uh just like the eccentric creative people will move to New York um mm. so there wasn't like that kind of thing but um like. The, like, the White Horse, for instance, is right around the corner from the Chelsea, right? So, like, that's mm-hmm. another one of these places that seem to be a nexus for, like, uh, ideas or, like, after you write your book or whatever, you go there and drink all night. Like, right, uh, right. I feel like New York as just like, – or Manhattan as an island kind of – and it's still here. Like, it, you still see it sometimes. Like, they're doing their best to pave it all out. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know – I think like you were saying before, it's one of these places like a Taos, New Mexico or whatever, like these energy centers. Um, and I always felt looking over the bay, because uh, I'm from the Bay Shore, so you could see Manhattan from where I'm from. Like uh, uh, I was just like I always I have to go there. Like that's where it's gonna happen. If it's gonna happen I,
1: I grew up in a yeah. town in North Dakota with like four or five stoplights and I Ended up in New York City for a period of time, right, as a playwright, but it has this gravitational force uh, for sure. So I want to, I'm like Ariel in The Little Mermaid. I want to be where the people are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And things change when you move here. I just remember always feeling like an outcast in high school. I was never cool. I never got the girl, nothing. And mm. then you move to New York and you're like, uh, oh, these people love rock and roll. They love the Velvet Underground. Like, where you're finding people that are like you it's mm-hmm. that, like you're not against the thing anymore here it's it's with you you oh, know that's,
0: yeah that's beautifully that's beautifully put and that makes me think like yeah if you were a little bit weird in a good way like you used to have to go find your people and now you can just kind of stay where you're at and just like get on the internet scroll yeah yeah and it's not it's not the same it, it's a substitute if you don't have literally anything else but it's not it's not the same as like going somewhere and like oh man you're into that too I've never met anybody else who's into that you know um now we're best friends for life and and there's you know you can find crews of people who are who are you know you can actually relate to and you know when you when you talk they don't think you're a crazy person yeah
2: Yeah. and I I lived in LA for a while and it's like the the closeness I think of New York like you're just I, I think being on top of each other is like a good thing actually like uh I don't know. I I was able to foster and create these relationships, and everybody's here to do something. So it's not like, oh, we should, you know, let's start a band, like whatever. You're immediately in the apartment, jamming, writing Mm -hmm. together, going somewhere and reading your poems. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
1: You get, and that's also some very crazy things could happen in New York City. You don't know what Saturday night is going to lead to. Saturday night might, you might wake up on Tuesday morning. After Saturday nights are long in New York City. Everybody
2: has cocaine here. So Ah. Yeah. Yeah. You you picked up what I was laying down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, For real. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: Not that I would do it ever, but no, of Of course. course. Of course. Well, there's a there's that
1: there's that Seinfeld line. I think it's in comedians in cars. He says, you know what I don't understand about Brooklyn? Yeah. Every day is Saturday in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> something like that, yeah. yeah. Whatever, yeah. but pretty yeah. funny, yeah. Pretty yeah. funny, Brad. You got yeah. something else? Yeah, well, yeah. On. I
0: was just, I was thinking about like who's somebody we could talk about who is who is, who'd spent some time there. And Kevin, Kevin rattled off that list of, of people. And you know, it, it's I guess worth saying not all of those people were you know tenants for long periods of time. These are people who had some association. So some of them lived there for periods of time. Some of them. Um, uh, you know, kind of just passed through Dylan Thomas, for instance, a guy who famously died shortly after drinking a lot at the at the, at White the, Horse. At the White Horse. Yeah. And yeah. um, he he didn't live there, but he would he would pa- he passed through there a number of times and stayed a couple nights or whatever. Um, but, you know, I did when we were leading up to our core episode on this. I started uh, on Twitter. I, I throw out. Um, I, I will often do like little profiles of people who seem tangentially related to the subject. And the Chelsea Hotel was easy for this because it, the list is so long. Um, and there is this guy, and I just want people to be familiar with him uh, who don't know because it's an interesting story. Do you guys know Joe Braith? I think that's how you say it. Maybe Kevin, name. do you know Joe Braith? Yeah, no, Scott, you were nodding. Do you? Yeah, do you I, know? I. Yeah.
2: I watched a YouTube thing on him today, but before that, I had never heard of him.
0: Yeah, it's a a trip. I mean, all right, so let me just give you a a little bit. And this is a guy who I think he had, I think he lived on the top floor at the peak of his fame. I believe he lived on the top floor of the Chelsea Hotel. All right, so Joe Braith, this guy, Bruce Wayne Campbell, you know, very, uh, very normal name, born in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, right? So you can just imagine in 1946. So picture that Bruce Wayne Campbell, born in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, 1946, he becomes Joe Braith, who is a rock star, first openly gay rock musician to be signed to a major major label. Right. Um, Utterly flamboyant, sort of like a um, I I don't want to I don't want to knock him, but sort of like a I think he was trying to follow to some extent like the David Bowie path. Um, but maybe a little bit less musically talented and a little bit more sort of spectacle oriented, right? And, and who's 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 as talented as David Bowie? There's like seven people in that category, right? Um, yeah, and all of them were David Bowie in different variations yeah. of Bowie, <laughs> right? Right. Exactly. Um, and yeah, and he was uh, he tried to get in in Hair, the musical. Um, there is a bit here. Uh, where is this thing? Yeah uh, the the Cole Cole Berlin Cabaret in the Chelsea Hotel. All right. January 1975, Joe Braith announced his retirement. So he'd had this record deal, had this record come out and it had sort of it had made something of a splash, but it hadn't quite been up to his spectacular estimations because I think he was probably expecting to be the next Bowie or something like that. Um, He announced his retirement from the music industry and moved into the pyramid topped rooftop apartment at the Chelsea Hotel. Uh, He attempted to resume his acting career and was invited to audition for the role of Al Pacino's lover in the film Dog Day Afternoon. People remember that film, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Great Um, film. Mm. Yeah. According to keyboard player Hayden Wayne, Joe Braith had the script backstage at concert and claimed he did not want to do the film due to the character's wearing of a dress, which was a little unorthodox because wearing... Maybe not a dress, but something like a dress was not wouldn't on stage would not have been unusual for Joe Braith. And if you're not familiar with him, I encourage you to look up pictures of him. very interesting guy, very, very uh, unique and idiosyncratic stage presentation. Let's see, uh, calling himself, uh, d- 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 oh, yeah. Calling himself Cole Berlin play on both Cole Porter and Irving Berlin. He worked as a cabaret singer at a restaurant called the Con- uh, Covent Garden, as well as clubs and cabarets, augmenting Covent. his income. Covent Garden. Covent, Covent, Covent yeah. Garden. Is that a place yeah. that you're familiar it's with? It's a place in London. Yeah. Oh, OK, but, but, right. uh, but OK, but there you go. OK, go. fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and he augmenting his his income with occasional prostitution. Uh, By the time his 10-year contract was up, Uh, (laughs) Joe Braith was sick with AIDS. He began to feel ill in late 1981, but still managed to contribute to the Chelsea Hotel's 100th birthday celebration in November 1982. He Mm. died 1983, one week after the end of his 10-year contract. Um, I think he was still a resident of the Chelsea Hotel at that time. So uh, 1983, he was 37 years old, right? Um, and this is like one of the countless Chelsea Hotel right, stories. Right.
1: Yeah, there was when we first started doing Art Art of Darkness, and you realize, oh, we've got a little bit of a franchise here. People are picking up on the pod. How long can we do this? Are there right. really enough artists? Yes, we yeah. can do this indefinitely. We're doing twenty-four a year. There's, we could literally just do chelsea hotel people for the next five years and not <laughs> right. exhaust that right. that line though occasional prostitution that reminds me of aaron Gwyn's uh line about being a little pregnant <laughs> a
0: little pregnant it's like yeah yeah, yeah.
2: occasional yeah. prostitution
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, just, yeah what does that mean exactly like right. holy moly
2: right yeah right. Wow. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Just i'm surprised just... he's not better known though like why <laughs> there's no, how's there not been a movie or whatever about him
0: yeah because yeah. he does seem like one of these kind of you know, it, it's an interest it, just a from pioneer. a writer standpoint. Yeah. yeah, he's a pioneer. Yeah. It's an interesting story. Any story that has that big of an arc, right? Yeah. Born in modest means in the middle of nowhere. And you come to New York it's and like a b- biopic briefly, waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah you're definitely the king of New
2: York. So yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah
0: it's it's an interesting story. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. He called himself. Oh, there was a line. I just I just scrolled past it. He called himself Rock's truest fairy. <laughs> calling yourself that in the 70s is a pretty Rocks. intense intense thing to do right yeah yeah yeah, Very yeah cool. it's hard to, it's hard it might be hard to remember for young like you know there's a lot if you're if you were being homosexual is like part of your public identity you get a lot of grief but you get a lot of like celebration potentially now I think in mm. the 70s it was, it was a little less uh, yeah was, well that actually a that's little probably
2: and that would lend a lot to like why New York isn't really that cool anymore. It's like you don't, it doesn't need to be a refugee place anymore. Like you, you know, I don't think the kids are as mean to each other as they were when we were kids. Uh, right. So you don't have to come here right. now to save your life or express yourself or whatever. You know, right. you, you can stay in Delaware. That's a good point. Yeah,
0: mm. yeah, yeah. That's really, yeah. That's, re- yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's that. that's does like my – I always think of like. With kids, you know, it's tricky. It's like you never want kids to be bullied. You want kids to everything to be good, go well for them. You want them to be happy. And then it's like, yeah, everybody interesting had some kind of screwed up childhood. So it's like, how do you how do you square those two things? Right. Like, yeah, yeah you, you don't get Joe Braith if, you know, probably <laughs> you partially get Joe Braith because his dad was probably some kind of tyrant or something. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I worked.
2: At, I was a doorman in a different building that, like, was a resident building, and um, all the older people that lived there had were all gay and lesbian, and like had moved there in the '70s and '80s. Like, they got thrown out of their house or whatever. They come to New York, and they don't have any family really. So, there you're in a building with a doorman. If you fall, if you get hurt, if you need to go to the doctor, there's somebody watching you at all times. It's like a supplement for having children or whatever. Right. You know, and uh, it's a safe place for these people. And, uh, you know, it's, you can afford to do it. I don't think it's like that anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. It's definitely not like
1: that anymore. It's very curious. Where are the affordable places? It kind of flipped, right? Because there for a time it was like, well, if you can't afford to live, you just move to the city. I mean, we're getting ready to do Bukowski this year. And he has those stories about day laboring and living in some boarding house in new orleans yeah yeah and it's just like that lifestyle it's almost inconceivable now that that strata of society doesn't exist it's it's almost impossible to imagine yeah
2: well whitman spent almost his entire life in new york living in different rooming and boarding houses you know and uh Mm -hmm. there's not one of those left there's not even like uh i guess an sro might be the closest equivalent but it's not the same thing you know
1: I landed in, not myself personally, but somebody um, I knew who was visiting Book to Hotel, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll come and see where you're staying. And it was some sort of super weird, like a boarding house, but it was like clearly some warehouse floor that had been like partitioned and everybody got, there were no windows and everybody, all you got was like one twin bed. There weren't even walls, like they, the the walls didn't go all the way up to the ceiling, so you could hear the person next to you. You know, I mean, if somebody was sneezing all the way on the other end, there must have been like 50 beds in there. Uh, and and, and Where was the bathroom? It. Oh, it was like, of course, it was like a shared bathroom, you know, right, like, down yeah. the hall. And the, even that, and this was like five or six years ago, was like $90 a night. <laughs> 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 right, right, right. Just insane. Amazing let's go capitalism Uh, all right America rock and roll yeah that (laughs) was terrible, man yeah I worked at a
2: a hotel in um Koreatown that had been it was like an SRO or something like that that somebody bought and then they made it into like a fancy boutique hotel the first 12 or 13 floors but then they moved the like six people who were left over up to the 13th floor and uh (laughs) sealed them off basically so they were allowed to use the elevator to get out but that was oh it. But every God. now and then you'd have to go up there sometimes to do something. And it was like, they never painted the walls. They all shared one bathroom at the end of the hall. And they were like hunchback, had these little white dogs, like that were matted and dreadlocked. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. It was like a fun house up there. It was horrifying. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. God, America
0: rocks. Oh, <laughs> uh, it reminds me of those. Did you ever see those like, uh, do you ever see those like pictures or hear the stories of the Kowloon walled city in China? Yeah. 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 Like that. It doesn't take that long for a place to get like that with, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) people that are living like literally on top of each other in tiny, tiny spaces. Oh man. Yeah. So, so the question, you know, one of the questions I kind of wanted to get to is like, is there a Chelsea hotel in New York now? That's not the Chelsea, obviously, but it kind of fills that function to some capacity. And I almost... I, I feel like I'm hearing there isn't. But maybe I'm wrong.
2: I, I'm going to say no. Like, mm. I, I find it pretty uh, dismal and, like, um, uninspiring here, really. Like, mm. uh, I, I, there's still, I feel like, a little magic left when I got here. But um, I don't feel it anymore. I mean, a Budweiser's eight bucks. Like, w- what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Uh, and there's no... I'm the only person I think who has a job in New York. Also, like I, I don't think anybody else works because like everybody right. else just seems to like leisure around in coffee shops. Yeah, um, it's such but, a great
1: mystery, isn't it? I'll never yeah.
0: understand it.
2: Yeah, yeah, who's yeah. paying for all this?
1: Right. Like, yeah. um, I'll never get it.
0: <laughs> when I am there, when I and I, I actually visited in January briefly. Um, when I am there, the people who are do seem to be working. I think there's no way you live in the city, right? Like well, the people who are delivering. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you yeah, if you want to see uh, an interesting map, go find and it's like a gif or a little movie. It shows how the population density of Manhattan surges right. during the, the work week. Yeah. And oh, okay. It's just the bridge and tunnel, you call it, whatever. Right. But it's it just fills up and then empties out, fills up, empties yeah. out, fills up. I think it's like 20 million people are there during the the work. Like a, like two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. That's one of the first things that me as a, as a hick from the, from the Midwest uh, you know, discovered is that everybody who can leaves New York city like Thursday or Friday afternoon, almost universally, unless they've got a party or some social thing. Yeah. Yeah. They go out, they go out to the Hamptons, they go upstate. Yeah. I even know people who've like somehow grifted a rent control apartment and like a, a place upstate (laughs) you go right how did you pull that off good but listen good going yeah
0: Yeah, you got it you got it good good for you yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean my my hunch
2: sorry my hunch is that we will disperse this place because it's clear that we're not wanted anybody Mm. like contribute i just see too many dudes in in tan shorts and flip-flops with a golf bag you know going to golf on the weekend somewhere like uh we're, we're gonna have to repopulate i think the midwest um mm. yeah That's i just what went I did. through yeah what I, did. I just went through there on a i did a poetry tour in january we hit 20 cities and um oh. like all the stuff is there minus culture all the stuff is there, like for to bring people. So it's like
0: you—you'd
1: be surprised. I mean, we'll call it the culture archipelago, right? I don't know yeah. where you—you you went, but did you? Go I was to not the, in
2: Minneapolis. I've okay, been there. Yeah, yeah, There's culture there. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I
1: mean, <laughs> you know what's what's wild about it is that you can find these things, but it's not like New York where it comes to you. That there, but there is an opportunity to be big fish, small pond to get something going yourself. Because if you're not, like our mortgage is less than what my lady was paying for a room in Brooklyn. Of course. So if you can like yeah. cut that stress out, you can start to get your head up and, and look around and go, okay, what are we missing? What do we need? What do I want to do? And that, mm-hmm. is, that is extremely liberating. You talked about Omaha. You could get something going on in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could get something going on in Des Moines. You could get something going on in, and like, Iowa City. There are these, like, smaller Midwestern college towns that, like, even if you're not going to go to the University of Iowa, like, Iowa City has got stuff going on. There are ratings. Okay. There are. Yeah, yeah. So you just got to pick your spot. And, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, but I'm with there, you. I think I think yeah. it's
1: gonna naturally. I think more and more and more of that is gonna happen.
2: It has yeah. to. I mean, this mm-hmm. is like you said before, untenable. It's just like, what's the point of just working endlessly? You know, and right. getting nothing for it. Like we don't have space. Right. We literally get nothing. Yeah. I mean, right. if you can get, if you can get,
1: let's say, fifty grand saved up, living out there. You, you know, you work, you save for a number of years. That is like out there. That's what I, I used to call that, like your your safety bag. That's yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. if shit hits the fan bag that yeah. out, out here, you can get a down payment, get a car and you're you're already kind of you've leapt over a lot of people yeah. who it, because unfortunately you can't make as much money here. That's just right. Well, that's that's but, true. But yeah. unless you're unless you have an email job and you have a pedigree and you've lived in New York City, so I yeah. don't know. I think people in their 20s into their early 30s kind of make it a go of it in New York City is good. But then, like, yeah, leverage it to to go somewhere else and like live intentionally. Yeah, I'm all for it. It's interesting. You came to that conclusion, Scott, on your own. Was there a city or a place on this tour that stood out, or?
2: A, a couple, I we went to Kansas City. I was like, this could happen in Kansas City, Omaha. Bright Eyes is my favorite band. So, like, mm. obviously, I love Omaha. But, um, there are a lot of cities too where I was just like, Jesus Christ, like, they, the UN should be here shipping these people somewhere else. Like, what the hell happened? You know, how do we do this? Mm. <laughs> um, Woo. Ohio had a lot of those, but mm. uh, yeah, uh, the bigger, I mean, there was culture in Kansas City and Omaha, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, it could be cool, but I don't know. I also like. Do I want to trade pizza? You know, like right. uh I like. You know, well or we could open a pizza place in one of these places. There you so. go. That's the yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the
0: thing to do. Yeah yeah, pizza, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think if you go to any place that has a, some population, there's probably and like I think Kevin was saying, sometimes it's a little bit harder to find. You know, it's like oh, it's a it, it's a lot harder to find. You've got to. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, I,
1: I, no, I'm someone who's lived in the Midwest and in New York City. Mm. New York City, it just once you start to make friends, you get your your favorite local bar. Maybe you're dating, right? It mm. just it's just gonna happen. Like yeah. you have to avoid it in New York City. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, in these these Midwestern towns, you got to get on mailing lists. Uh yeah. you gotta, you know, you gotta find the community radio.
0: Yeah. You gotta right. there, yeah, yeah, there yeah. might be okay. there might be two bars that have like a vibe to them, right? And not, yeah. you know, one every every block or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. something yeah. that
2: was cool that could never happen out here is like uh a group of like the punks or whoever in the city, the trans people, you know, that who are formed a very tight community. The whole downtown will be completely vacant, and dilapidated, but somebody got a hold of a grant money the museum that was downtown is still kind of revitalized and would pay us and paid a, like touring acts to come through and 50 people showed up, you know, to yeah. watch. So that's
0: awesome. Yeah, it's there. that's right. very cool. And,
2: and you can be that, that guy,
1: you can be the organizer of In that stuff. Place. I mean, I'm not gonna, but I, we have a yeah. little theater company out here called Bad Mouth Theater Company, badmouthtc.com. We also have a radio show that like one of the people who listens to our, or comes out to our readings that we do, was like you guys should be on the radio. We're like, uh, okay, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. yeah now so Kevin's like, an institution
0: in Saint Paul. All of a sudden, yeah, 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 that's I'm wild. Filling the, yeah. the
1: Garrison Keeler
0: gap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that but I less, mean, this less is
1: handsy. A, less, less yeah. handsy. Yeah.
0: This <laughs> is like a natural tendency of things, and it's it, it's interesting. We're we're like a, a neighborhood because I'm I'm in the Detroit area, and this is this has happened to some extent here too. Where it's like a neighborhood kind of falls on hard enough times that it gets cheap enough that the creative people move in, they make it cool, because that's kind of what creative people tend to do is they want to make it cool. Then the property values go up, all the creative people have to leave because they can't make any money. And then they got to go find some other place, right? They got to go find some other crappy neighborhood. And the problem with New Manhattan, Manhattan is only so big. You can only, there's only, there's only so many times you can, you can like square that circle before it's like, oh, it's all high rises now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's an island.
2: Oh, they're all islands. So it's, you know, we're done now. Yeah, you yeah. know what we
1: need here? We need another Chase Bank on this corner. Right. That's what we need. Exactly. Yeah. That'll really revitalize the neighborhood. It, right. But it is that that right. dynamic that you describe, Brad. It's like uh, kids playing soccer, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Just, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> right, yeah, <I'll laughs> chase it. Yep. <laughs> yep. yeah. Yep. And anyway, here yeah, we are. Can find the next. Yeah. And I've been to places that have cool small scenes. Asheville, North Carolina, is cool. Like. Uh, it, not far from Ithaca, New York is pretty cool. Like, you know, there are there are these places that are not nearly as, not nearly as big. So, yeah, very interesting. Well, I mean, yeah. I hope I have ho- like the Chelsea Hotel after having it didn't mean a whole lot to me before we did that first episode. I didn't know much about it, but like now it's almost like this example to me of what something can be. And, and interestingly enough, it's like you can't plan to have a Chelsea Hotel. You can't make you can't have a bunch of financiers sitting in a drawing room figuring out how to make the next Chelsea Hotel. It's just impossible to do. So it's it's going to be a little bit like, uh, you know, catching the wind or something and trying to find these places. And Art of Dark fans, if you know what the next if you have a candidate for what the next Chelsea Hotel is, let us know. (laughs) So we'll go do let us let us know so
1: we can kill it so we can announce (laughs) it on the podcast and we'll kill it. I know we're coming to the end of the the main dark room here, Brad, mm-hmm. but I just I was poking around on the Wikipedia and I looked this up. There's a film called Hotel Chelsea. It's a 2009 thriller. It's a Japanese thriller. they okay. they travel to New York for filming and it's about a newlywed Japanese couple travel to the hotel Chelsea to enjoy their honeymoon. One night the wife wife finds a lifeless the lifeless body of her husband and a video containing footage of the brutal murder a police Whoa. detective arrives. That this sounds good. This sounds like it totally. this was kind of yeah. your your Hotel Chelsea experience, Scott.
2: Yeah. Well, this is this is good too cuz 2009 was probably like the end last of the old original Hotel Chelsea. So, this would be cool to watch. We get to see in the rooms and everything. Yeah. I might check it out.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, Brad, when we finally do Art of Darkness live when we tour uh and we mm-hmm. do New York City, it would be mm-hmm. fun to to reach out to uh, to uh, Gerald Lacock and see if he would be willing for us to like record an episode there. That feels like Pretty that cool. would be a cool thing. We right. got to do that. We're doing Art of Darkness live here in beautiful St. Paul, Minnesota yeah. at Waldman Brewery, which I will say has a, a little bit of this baraka. It has mm-hmm. this energy, Waldman. We there's a Buffalo room upstairs, it's called. There's a giant buffalo head on the wall. The buffalo's name is Bismarck. I was born in <laughs> Bismarck. I said, we're going to do our theater and our readings here. That's coming up on June 5th. At that mm-hmm. point, we will we will be able to call Brad the godfather. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Brad Literally. is coming to be the, the godfather to my beautiful little daughter. Mm-hmm. We're doing the thing. And uh, great. tickets for that are free. So think about mm-hmm. coming out. Think about coming to St. Paul, Minnesota, June 5th. Uh, the tickets are actually going to be through Badmouth's website because we're doing something with Badmouth Theater Company. So again, that's at badmouthtc.com.
0: Brad, what are we doing on the After Dark? We are talking about... Eve Klein, the man who invented a new shade of blue and who wrote the Chelsea Manifesto, which we're gonna we're not gonna read the whole thing because it's pretty long, but I'm gonna read some choice selections from the Chelsea Manifesto. Um, uh, Scott, this has been really cool, man. It's, it's cool to to meet you and talk to you, and and I, I, I'm feeling kind of excited about things. Um, tell people where they can find you, please.
2: Um, scottladotti.net is the website, but at Scottladotti is uh all the social media is and i'm going to talk to you guys but i'm thinking the next three people that sign up for your patreon get a free copy of play the devil my novel Ooh. okay, Ooh.
1: okay. all right I like just, a, just a
2: suggestion <laughs> Yeah, yeah I like it. Is, All right.
1: Hey, listen, we love doing production meetings during the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely, listen, you heard it here first. The next three <laughs> Patreon subs starts at five bucks. Come on, you got five yeah. bucks. Come yeah. on, uh, we'll get yeah. we'll get a copy of uh, Scott's novel. We will make this happen.
0: Idea, uh, I will de- we'll, there. You go. Play the devil. I it's dig a great, it. It's a great yeah. title. I'm I, I'm. I was excited to hear you talk about it. I am going to get a copy of it. I wanted to do it before this, but holy smokes, we've got episodes back to back to back, so I haven't got a chance to do it. So I'm really excited to look forward to it. I'm really excited to read it, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Art of
1: Pod, ArtofDarkPod.com, at Art of @artofdarkpod. We're on YouTube, YouTube.com slash at Art of Pod. And Scott, if we can't reach you, we'll just uh, picture you trapped in a giant net thrown by nypd <laughs> ah love the this police this is what this yeah. is what democracy looks like this yeah. is what democracy <laughs> looks like enjoy your freedom
2: yeah <laughs>